Hi, and welcome back to the Girls Who Gather podcast, a podcast sharing women's stories from a diverse range of backgrounds and stages of life, highlighting the way that they are building community, empowering other women, and walking out their calling. We're so glad you've decided to tune in. Our hope for launching this podcast is to extend the voice of Gather beyond the physical spaces where we meet in our cities, campuses, and apartments. With an incredible diversity of feminine voices, we want to create a catalogue of testimonies and inspirational stories that you and your friends can always return to. We will also be announcing Gather news, updates, and other exciting events coming up on this platform. Stay tuned for more from us as we journey through this next season together. Hi, I'm Lauren Franco, the founder and executive director of Gather, and also the host of this podcast. Noelle, our other content director, will also be hosting uh, half the episodes of this season, so you will be hearing from her and I uh, in the weeks to come. We used to co-host together, but it was a little crazy trying to get three schedules coordinated with our guest and her and I, so we will be splitting the episodes in the weeks to come, but we're both really excited to get to talk to you and get to interview some incredible women. Um, I'm really excited to dive into this season. So a little update, 2021 was a wild year for our team. Uh, We went through some major renovations. We were just restructuring our team. We were redefining our mission and our vision. And a lot of last year was spent just kind of sorting through and figuring out what we needed to do to get stronger, to be more effective, to be healthier as a team. Um, And we redefined our mission. So it is to empower women to cultivate community and be built up in leadership and to create safe spaces for vulnerability and authentic conversation. Um, And we also completely restructured our team. So to be honest, that process of renovation was pretty uncomfortable at times as living in a house that is undergoing renovation often is. Walls are half built. There's places that aren't fully painted, there's tape on the windows and dust and all sorts of things that haven't quite found their place. So it's it was uncomfortable. It was a, a weird kind of year, but we really learned a lot coming out of that. And to be uncomfortable often is what happens when you um, need to build beautiful things. So just some things uh, have to be rebuilt and they have to come down to be built properly. So this season, we're focusing our series around this topic, building. Uh, So we've named our series Build, and we're going to talk through three different areas of discussion. So laying the foundation, building, and then dwelling in the spaces that we create. So we're going to have events on these topics, and then we'll also be interviewing some really incredible women uh, along these lines and in these topics. And there'll be all sorts of ranges of people who have built businesses, people who are actually in architecture and interior design and like use their hands on these things, and then women who've just overcome some really incredible challenges and have learned a lot along the way so we're super excited to learn from all of these women and we're just we just hope and my hope and my heart for this dear listener is that you would learn from these women that you'd feel inspired and encouraged by their hearts and their stories and that you would be empowered to build whatever is on your life that you feel called to do so now without further ado let's get to episode one i am so excited and honored because mm-hmm. today We are not only with one of the most powerhouse women I think I have ever met in my life, (laughs) but also a dear friend and a mentor to me, Miss Ellie Siegmeier. Welcome. Thank you, Lauren Franco. I'm such a big fan of you. Oh my gosh. Really, as you were speaking, I was like blown away by how powerful you are in your heart. And I was like, wow, this girl is made to do this. (laughs) Well, thank you. 
So Ale, for those of you listening, is a life coach. She is a relational, relational, relational health (laughs) expert, a founder of multiple businesses, including a relationship coaching business that she runs alongside her husband, Ben, who's amazing, as well as her most recent endeavor, a boutique matchmaking business based out of New York City. Ale is also a teacher leading a course throughout the year called Healthy Soul Course. Among other things, she travels to speak, teach, and coach throughout the country. But for Ale, much of her current endeavors came from what she experienced growing up, having struggled with many years from trauma-induced shame and self-hatred, and eventually finding breakthrough. But her own breakthrough led her to want to help others experience their own healing, and so she began to meet with other people, helping them navigate their own challenges with personal growth. And now, she's been able to do this as a financial coach in nonprofits, in the private sector, and in a lot of other communities. So today, Ale has a passion for helping people find what drives them, overcome their core fears, and thrive in their own story. But I don't want to give it all away, so I'm going to let her tell more of her story. Ale, thank you so much for being with us. I'm so excited to hear more about you and to just get to share your wisdom with our listeners because every time we hang out I'm like oh I wish this was being recorded <laughs> let's record it so let's now record our conversation dreams do come true because you get to share all of your wisdom with us and it's gonna be awesome so let's start from the beginning I touched on this a little bit but tell us a little bit about where you're from where you grew up and what your childhood was like and how that informed what you're doing now Girl, such a good question. Okay, guys, we're going to go deep because <laughs> there's no other way around it for nope. me. I am very real person, so welcome to my life and my heart. Here it <laughs> is. So I was born and raised in Guatemala. I lived there my whole life until I met the love of my life, now my husband, Ben, um, when I came to America. But it was my old, uh, sorry, it was my adult age that I came to America. So I will say I've been living in the States for 10 years. But my whole history um, before that was based in Guatemala. So I grew up in a third world country, an incredible country filled with people that are loving, hospitable, but also as a woman, it was a very isolated, Mm -hmm. isolated place. Guatemala, growing up in Guatemala was a place where I felt like I, I could have dreams, but not limitless dreams Mm. it felt very limit limiting dreams especially because you know the way that um the culture is based um it's a very male dominant Mm -hmm. uh so it's very common for you know dad goes to work mom stays at home raises the kids and i just knew deep in my heart that that wasn't my story and while i honor everything that my mom did for me i mean i am who i am because of who my mom and my dad raised me to be I just knew in my heart that there was more. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt like almost like I, I knew in my heart of hearts that I was going to not follow the pattern of my grandma or my mom, mm-hmm. not because I was better than them, but because I knew that there was an invitation farther than that. But I feel like there was a lot of wrestling throughout my life of what it meant to be a woman um, in Guatemala and what, what will it meant to be a powerful woman. So I remember looking at, all of these talk shows like opera and all of these like, you know, like American television shows where they would have a powerful host. And I remember in my heart of hearts saying like, I really want to be a woman like that. Um, But then, you know, my reality was like, I would see my dad go to work every day and then my mom work at home all day and just felt very disempowered to really pursue that. So yeah, that's a little bit of how, you know, the the cultural background that I grew up with. And along the way, which I'm sure that we're going to talk about this, Mm -hmm. 
there were some major traumas that took place in my life um, that fed into this lie that I was believing that I was not going to be able to be a powerful woman or that I was not able to fulfill the dreams that I had for my life. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's crazy. That's so, I didn't know that about you, just like what you were seeing around you growing up. And that's really, it's interesting how that plays into what you think you can do based on the visibility around yeah. of what's around you. So yeah, let's get into that. So we're talking a lot about laying the foundation in this first part of our series. And I know that, you know, knowingly or unknowingly, we do build our lives on kind of what we experience early on and in our young, young adult lives and childhood um, as well. And so I, yeah, I would love for you to talk about a little bit about how the trauma you experienced as a child and you can, you're free to go into it. You don't have to give us this crazy detail, but um, if you could just talk about how those experiences formed you and what, how you saw them play into what you were, what you were building on and how your foundation was kind of affected by those early childhood experiences. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to say trigger warning. Um, This might be hard to hear for some of you, but this also might be a place where you find hope and where you know that you're not alone in this journey. Um, And this is my story. So I look at my life. um, Let me give you this quick analogy that I I Mm. see my life as. I don't know if you are familiar with this pottery called Kintsugi. It's a Japanese pottery. It's beautiful. And Kintsugi is the art of um, basically a broken piece of pottery uh, that has been restored. Mm -hmm. And in the cracks, there is little beautiful um, just gold around it. There's like strips of gold everywhere. So... I feel like that's the same in our lives, right? We all have gone through trauma and brokenness and pain, but the process of healing is so powerful that when we look at our story, we don't look at it from a place of shame or self-judgment, but I personally see it as a place of restoration and redemption and hope where it's almost like that King Sugi. Yeah, there were broken pieces, but there was gold, pieces that have filled in the gaps and in the 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 little broken pieces of my life so let me let me bring you into my life um when I was 15 years old I you know I was I have always been a very radical person I have a very spicy personality let's say (laughs) I got exposed to alcohol at a very young age and learned to misuse it and abuse it so I remember, you know, being 15 and not knowing what I wanted in life or who I was and, you know, over drinking and losing sen- losing my senses. And I, at the time, I was dating an older guy and unfortunately he coerced me and ended up taking advantage of me. So that was my first time I have ever been exposed to sexual abuse and for years of my life I mean that crushed my soul I mean how can that you know not crush you it broke me and I gained a lot of my low self-esteem a lot of my moments or feeling or thoughts that I had about myself were powerless Mm -hmm. and I will say they came from that traumatic moment they came from that place of pain where I You know, I felt like it was my fault and I felt so limited. Mm. Um, And it wasn't until I went through a series of process, which I'm still in the process. You know, I help people for a living now, (laughs) but 
that doesn't mean that I'm not in a process myself through therapy, through healing, through forgiveness. We can dive deeper into this, mm -hmm. that I started to see clear again. And I started to see that my past didn't define me. Mm -hmm. I also, um, if I have a little more time to mention this, yeah. the next year, actually, I was so feeling so so much shame and I felt so much pain from what had happened with this ex-boyfriend of mine and so much confusion that I got really drunk at a party and ended up um, getting taken advantage sexually again. Mm -hmm. So all of these incidents, all of these traumatic moments really um, started to shape who I believed yeah. that I was, started to shape how I view myself and how I view my future and my destiny. Right. Um, so we'll get to the, the yeah. hopeful part, yes. but I just wanted to tell you like these broken moments or these moments of pain have really built yeah. me into the woman that I am today. Yeah, yeah no, that's, that's great. Thank you for sharing. What? So tell us about like that process then of kind of going in and, and maybe digging up or identifying like, oh, that, that really, that traumatic experience I need to deal with so that I can have a healthy foundation. What's that been like for you um, in terms of kind of just re rebuilding? Yeah, so I will say, you know, a lot of my foundations have been rebuilt through forgiveness. Mm, that's great. I had learned how to forgive my offenders. Mm. Um, I felt like a lot of my emotional energy and my thought life was so consumed in anger and bitterness and unforgiveness towards wow. these um, dudes and towards these people from my past that hurt me so deeply. And a lot of my, yeah, my, my thoughts was how do I, how do I like pay back? How do I, mm. you know, like yeah. I would think me feeling super depressed or anxious that that was me, mm. you know, that that was like who I was okay. instead of, wow, this is, a consequence of the trauma that mm -hmm. took place in my life mm -hmm. um, but this doesn't define who I am so I will say forgiveness has been a life-changing tool that has led me to yeah to freedom to be honest and not only to freedom but to accomplish the things that now I have been accomplishing in my life yeah. and also forgiveness of self you know That's I great. had you know, it's easy or it's not always easy. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, forgiving the people that have hurt you yeah. the most. Yeah. Woo, it's really hard. It's a lot of work, but it's so worth it. But yeah. I will say forgiving yourself is very challenging. Mm. Sometimes you don't realize how angry you are at yourself. So I have learned forgiveness of others, but also forgiveness of self. Where are the areas where I have been? holding on forgiveness, judgment, criticism, yeah. uh, where I have not been kind with myself that I needed to be forgiven. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's huge. That's the, uh, yeah, that's great. Um, so in kind of that same realm of just found what, what was foundational in your life, and I want to talk about Ben, your husband. So truly, you guys are the, I mean, you're the cutest people ever, but <laughs> I cannot believe you've been married for 10 years. 10 years, guys. If you see them in <laughs> a picture of Ali and Ben, you'd be like, there's no way. <laughs> I was a child bride. If you are based in New York City, I was considered a child bride. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they're so cute. But what I love most about your guys' marriage is it's so 
outward. You help so many people, be, but it's on. It's a result of and, and comes as a byproduct of what you've experienced and the things that you've decided to heal from and work through and face really head on. And I like I love that about you because it's helped me in my relationships. And um, but I'm just curious, like, how have you seen um, relationships? So marriage, but also you know, for those of us who aren't married and. Um, those just kind of in community or in a dating relationship, how have you? How can relationship be used to sort of identify those areas and help us build a stronger foundation um, in our just in our own lives? That's such a good question. Yeah. Um, and guys, relationships are the most wonderful thing <laughs> possible, but also the messiest yes. thing I have ever experienced in my life. So I think that it's okay for you to hold, to learn how to hold messiness process and healing but also the beauty of mm-hmm. being in a relationship mm-hmm. I will say I mean my relationship with my husband has been very healing yeah. um, like I said at the beginning you know I was used to a culture where men were very dominant mm-hmm. um, and the roles were very defined very right. strict um, and being married to a man like my husband has really allowed me to feel empowered yeah and allow me to be fully me he's not one that gets intimidated if i'm powerful if i'm opinionated Mm -hmm. if i say it how it is you know we are completely opposite personalities and there are (laughs) things that come out of my mouth that he will never say (laughs) but i do Uh, but there is no criticism or no you know i think he's very secure in himself Mm -hmm. to the point that there's no need to shut me off or shut me down but he is super super proud of the woman that I am to be honest so mm-hmm. I think you know that the fact that he's so he's not perfect and neither do I <laughs> and I'll, I'm going to talk about triggers <laughs> shortly but the fact that you know there's so much freedom in our home and freedom you know also when we are in public spaces for me to feel powerful and to be who I was you know created to be and passionate about mm-hmm. you know being and there's no intimidation or no competition in our relationship has been very healing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I will say, you know, I am who I am today through relationship with my husband. And, you know, listen, hear my heart here. I know that <laughs> he is who he is today um, through him being in a relationship with me. Uh, he calls me like his personal life coach and I think I am I'm his wife I'm his best friend but also I'm his his life coach so yeah you know being in relationship no matter if it's a romantic relationship or work relationship can teach you so much about yourself and it's crazy because sometimes we walk with these triggers or with these wounds or maybe these insecurities that we don't know about until we are in a relationship with someone else so I will talk about my relationship with my husband but you can apply it to any close relationship that you have in your life now so I think that whenever you have a close relationship with with someone you know it's almost like walking with a mirror Hmm. um, that is being put in front of you where you see every part of you the ugly the beautiful the messy, the scary. Yeah. And I think that has been my own marriage for me where we have learned to see, you know, each other's weaknesses and yeah. we have triggered each other. There's no person that triggers me the most, <laughs> more than my husband and vice versa because we are in such so a close-knit close. yeah. relationship. 
So I call the triggers, I call these triggers, you know, these triggers are not easy to, to experience, but I think that they are clues mm. to something deeper in your soul that needs to be addressed and healed. So I think that I see my relationship as almost like a boost camp of healing where mm. deep insecurities, yeah. let me put this as an example. I, I didn't trust any man whatsoever because of what happened to me. So there were triggers sometimes um, that I, I would be, you know, having a conversation with my husband and all of a sudden I would trigger and I would just feel like shutting down and say, I don't trust you. So mm -hmm. he would have to say, hey, I noticed that you trigger what happened there. Mm -hmm. And these moments would lead me to communicate with him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it would lead him to really disempower any lies that I was believing in that moment and to reaffirm his place in my life as a loving husband that is trustworthy yeah. and vice versa. You know, if I see him manifesting a trigger, I always ask, hey, you're triggering right now. Can we like explore that? Can we talk about that? So while triggers are difficult and they're not comfortable, I will say that being in my specific relationship with my husband and navigating these triggers together has led us to healing and to become a better version of who we are yeah. and I think out of that experience of us experiencing so much healing and freedom that has led us to really want to help other people yeah. and to let people know you're not alone you're not crazy for having triggers um, let's normalize the theme of mental health and healing yeah. that's great that's so good yeah I feel like it we have to have people in our lives that can call those things out into light because you just yeah we need safe people we need community we need relationships that where we're willing to be like hey if you see this and you notice this in me like call it out because otherwise yeah. I'm going to keep walking around in the dark or I'm going to keep in the same pattern so I think that's so important um I want to talk about your businesses so you have like two three businesses two, <laughs> no, girl. So many. gosh three I, I don't know if I can handle three businesses two is enough <laughs> so okay so let's talk about the first one that you run with Ben so you and Ben started recently um it's called between a and b between tell a us b. a little bit about that and how did you come to decide you were going to start that and then talk about coaching and what you do within that as well perfect so i'm a life coach i've been life coaching i will say for the last like seven years i did it informally for several years of my life um, i was working in in the corporate uh, world here in new york city um, and it wasn't until recent that i started my own practice as a life coach um, so I felt like we needed, I needed to take my platform, my business a step farther. And I was like, Ben, we need to talk about the things that no one is talking mm -hmm. about when it comes to the messiness of marriage yeah. and when it comes to like romantic relationships or any interpersonal relationships, I will say. Let's talk about the real, real things. Mm -hmm. um, and it's super vulnerable and scary. Yeah, you guys get real. Gosh, we got really <laughs> real. Like, welcome to our lives and our worlds. And you feel sometimes like you're naked yeah. in front of an audience. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, everybody's is, is seeing me right yeah. now. Scary. But yeah. um, if we can provide these tools to people, I think that's that's why between A and B was born. Yeah. Um, and, you know, my husband works in real estate full time. So this is his side passion. Uh, he's very passionate about emotional health. He's yeah. very passionate about um, healthy relationships too. So between A and B was born out of that 
just that need, honestly, about just being advocates for emotional health mm. and to see healthy relationships and also to break patterns yeah. from what maybe we were used to in our lives or yeah. what we saw. Maybe you're a child of divorce. Maybe your parents argued a lot or yeah. hold, hold grudges against each other. Mm-hmm. And that really affected your upbringing. And yeah. we really want to provide the tools that will allow you to break those patterns from your mm-hmm. own family That's and right. the past and to create new patterns of health and strength into any relationship you have. So, That's so good. basically, we just run between A and B. We have an Instagram. You can follow us there. And what we do is we just post, like, you know, tips. We post different, you know, life wisdom and advice yeah. about how to do relationships well. That's so good. And your life coaching business, what does that look like? How do so, you go about doing that? Yeah, my life coaching business is basically word of mouth. I mean, I, I promote it through Between A and B. But, yeah, I have a practice. I see several clients a day. Um, and I meet with clients. You know, I have – I probably have had the same clients – for two years now and I am so proud of them just seeing so much breakthrough and healing in their lives so yeah that's what I do basically full time um, and you can find me at my email which we are probably going to yeah, post we'll link everything somewhere below, if you want information <laughs> about um, my coaching business awesome and I want to talk about the net so my personal favorite I yes. think because so if you've ever met Ali Ali is one of the best matchmakers just naturally Girl, <laughs> I've ever met she has matched a lot of our friends together are you talking from experience <laughs> <laughs> I don't know we'll see <laughs> we'll see um but she just has such a heart for, obviously, as you've heard, relationships, but loves to just see her friends thriving in relationship. And now it's extended to now become a business. So you, dating on the apps is hard. Dating in New York is hard. Dating in life is hard <laughs> in general. Um, so I love just this kind of personal, you've made it, you're making it so personal. And so you're going through the applications. Like it's just so, it has this touch by human hands that is like someone who just wants there to be love and want there to be strong relationships so tell us about the net and I would love for you to talk about just also with both of your businesses like as they started what were you doing to kind of work like how how did you get them off the ground and start something because I think sometimes for people who have dreams the hardest part is starting the hardest part is actually like you quit your job you know doing the thing but what was that process like for you in starting these both of these things Great questions, girl. Okay, so let me talk to you about the net, which is a passion project of mine. I think that, you know, a lot of people are happy being single. And I so support that and honor that. And I I think that if you're single, enjoy it um, and make the best out of your singleness. But also, I feel like a lot of people have desire to find love. And there's also a real pain in that. So the net was born. I had a coaching session with one of my clients and she was expressing about how painful it is to be single in New York City and how hard that is and just her her desire to be like known and to be seen in a relationship and to feel love and to love someone else and you know then I went and mind my own business I think I was washing the dishes or something (laughs) and I had this idea of I have set up a lot of people yeah (laughs) you know a lot of people now are married they have babies Um, A lot of people are happy in relationships. So I was like, I need to do something where I mix both my coaching expertise with helping people find love um, and setting people up. So the net is a non-algorithm 
boutique matchmaking um, based in New York City where I help people find love, find what they're find what they want through a very curated experience. So we do an assessment, we help you understand yourself, we help you understand what do you need in a relationship? How will you become the best version of yourself if you were in a relationship? So let me help you with that. Um, so I have different membership packages. Right now we are on our beta program. We're running the business of the ground. Um, and it's really fun. I'm, I had a really good response. I think that this is a service that um, yeah. is needed in the city. Also, you know, I have put a lot of heart and passion and it. My, one of my goals is to make something very beautiful and very yeah. excellent mm -hmm. that hasn't done before. Yeah. Um, so yeah, here we go. Check out the net so <laughs> and let me help you find love. So talk to us about starting that too and just like, and your coaching business and the process of like, of starting businesses. Cause I know we have a lot of people probably listening who have a dream or a desire to start something and want to found something. And you know, what was that like for you? Let's chat about this. And I want to say, you know, it's not always easy. Yeah. Uh, and it might take some time and that's okay. I think that you have to be patient with yourself. So I wasn't working on my own businesses. Mm -hmm. To be honest, um, I haven't been working on them for years. It has been pretty recent. I will say since 2020, mm -hmm. I started my first business. But before that, I had a nine to five that it was not life giving. <laughs> that I did not like at all, where my character got stretched yeah. left and right. Um, and I learned a lot, you know, looking back, I'm like, wow, that was really hard. But again, I gained tools yeah. to better myself and to be who I am now. So there was a lot of tears in the process. And it wasn't until 2019 where I was meeting with people on the side, you know, I was, my five to 10 was being um, used to explore what I really wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So if you have the advantage to have five to 10, <laughs> I will say use those hours. Obviously we need to have a life. You need to go have cocktails with your friends, <laughs> invest yeah. in your community. You know, we need that. <laughs> but I also take some time out of that five to yeah. 10 to really lean in into your desires and passions. Yeah, that right. might lead you into starting a business or two or three, that will be the goal. Yeah. So I was meeting with people on the side and people were having major breakthrough. Yeah. I was getting really good feedback um, and people were like, you need to do this full time. Like I will pay <laughs> you and I will see you. And years ago, I, I in 2014, I did a year program um, for life coaching when I was in Bible school, actually. Mm -hmm. And I really never thought that I was going to use it as a business. I thought that it was going to be more as a skill in my back pocket mm -hmm. with relationships and leadership things that I was involved at the time. Um, but I, you know, long story short, this led me to start my business of life coaching. So it was a lot of work. I had to carve a lot of hours out of my five to 10, a lot yeah. of sacrifices. <laughs> I'm a social butterfly, highly yes, extroverted. <laughs> I want to be out the every night, guys. ever. <laughs> yes, girl, it takes one to know one. But I, you know, I wanted to be out with my friends every night. So I think that there is a dedication that entails starting something new, you know, and there's always a cost. That can be financially, that can be time, yeah. that can be 
even like what sacrifices are you taking in order to build yeah. so i think for me and you know just hear this with a lot of grace give yeah. yourself a lot of grace it's never going to be perfect yeah. but i think for me i had to do some sacrifices like three times a week i would spend hours creating the vision of my business mm-hmm. planning strategy um you know just going honestly a lot of my hours were spent in very practical boring things <laughs> like what software am, am yeah. i going to use to schedule appointments for my clients yeah. what should i use as a payment method right. not fun things right. but i think that those were like the little like foundational things yeah that I need it in order to build something that is running now, you know, strong and in a sustainable way. Yeah. What do you think was the biggest challenge in all of that in starting those things? Discipline. 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 (laughs) I had to actually put time in my schedule and I'm a bit of a procrastinator. Um, It's funny because my jobs in the past had been admin and I have been so good at doing admin for other people. But admin for myself, yeah. that's a whole nother world <laughs> and it's really hard. So discipline and, you know, just schedule hours for myself. Yeah. Like literally go, going to my Google calendar and schedule work on your business from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, just as a reminder for myself. So I will say like just a lot of discipline even, you know, like just stewarding. Okay, I cannot go to bed at 1 a.m. in the morning um, every night of my week because I will be exhausted and I'm not going to have the capacity to be able to work on what I really want to do. And then I'm going to resent myself. So I'm just going to have boundaries around my schedule. I'm going to have boundaries around my personal life Mm -hmm. so that I can protect myself from falling into resentment and then spiral into I'm not going to do it anymore. That's yeah. very important. Resentment. Protection against resentment is a huge thing in all areas of life. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's so easy to be angry yeah. at you, you know, if, oh my gosh, I should have done my homework, but I spent like 10 hours <laughs> watching Inventing Anna, you know. <laughs> which, by the way. Yeah, which, by the way, it's so <laughs> good. and true. I didn't realize Yeah, it it's like baffled. Oh Fascinating show. Fascinating. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Yeah, go watch it after <laughs> you spend a couple hours yeah, yeah. working First on your you projects. Work. That'll be your reward. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's really good actually. Like have motivators. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. put things in your schedule that are gonna motivate you. Yeah. That you're gonna look forward to doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that your workload feels you know, so that you don't you're not in a place where you're overworking yourself, but you're really also good. finding space to treat yourself and to have fun and do the things that are life giving to you. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so good. So I have just two more questions for you. One is kind of a fun one that I just thought of when you were talking about your matchmaking business. Ale, Miss Matchmaker, what do you feel like the secret is to a successful relationship? Ooh, girl, <laughs> you're you're like, that's a fun question. Slash, it's like so deep. <laughs> I think, I mean, for me, I will say personally, it's it's my faith. Um, so I, I have a strong faith. I'm a Christian and I will just say, there are three things that I, I feel like I have learned through my faith. Um, one is unconditional forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You gotta make forgiveness your lifestyle. Yeah. Because, you know, when you forgive, you're restoring the standard. Yeah. And also, there's nothing in your heart that weighs heavy. Yeah. Um, and two, I will say, 
empower one another through humility you know like i i feel like wow yeah be be humble and celebrate your partner's successes even you know for years my husband was like killing it in his work and i hated my job Mm. and he was like he had a lot of compassion in me and he was empowering me but i felt like i could have easily be bitter and competitive against him yeah but instead, I felt like I had to learn how to celebrate his times of victory. Yeah. And vice versa, there have been moments where I feel like I'm thriving and he might not have feel the same, but he celebrates yeah. that. And I will say the third thing is unconditional love, yeah. unconditional acceptance. But that starts with you. Yeah. If we don't know how to unconditionally love ourselves or accept ourselves, really I think good. it's really hard to do that for others. Oh, yeah. We know this. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and Ali has walked me through this many a time. Yes, girl. You know. <laughs> Very helpful. Okay. And that was so good. All of that is so helpful. Um, my last question is just, you can either answer, you can answer one or the other. So what is your either biggest piece of advice or wisdom when it comes to laying a foundation? That can be business, relationship, life, whatever. Um, or just that there's anything else you want to say to encourage our listeners and empower them to build what they are building in their life yeah I mean guys you got this I feel like no idea is dumb every idea matters Mm -hmm. because it comes from you because you put time and energy and creativity that's great into your ideas so don't disregard your ideas journal about them I mean if something comes to mind that might be random journal about it and lean in into your creative process and also, as you build, have a grace on yourself, have mm. boundaries. Mm. I think mm. boundaries are really hard, but they're really key. Mm. Um, protect your heart, protect your time, protect your business, um, and surround yourself with community. I mean, I could not be where I am if I did not have yeah. the community that I have. I have an incredible community of That's people great. who believe in me, who champion me, and also who tell me the hard truths about the things that I don't want to hear, but I actually need, <laughs> need to, hear to hear to be better. So, yeah. yeah, I will say that. And, you know, if you're listening and you feel discouraged um, and you feel sad about your life and where you are right now, I just want to encourage you that um, lean in into hope. Um, lean in into hope. Hope is available for you now. Yeah. And if there are things that you need to grieve to let in order for you to, to move forward and to kind of like let go and um, move forward into new hope do it you can hold grief and hope at the same time that's great oh such a word <laughs> amen <laughs> thank wow. You, wow thank you ale and thank you to everyone listening we are currently recording in new york so if you heard sirens and crazy things happening on the street that is why welcome to new york never <laughs> it's a dull always moment. exciting <laughs> but i'm so grateful for you and that was so much wisdom i need to like re-listen and take thank notes. you my friend um, but it's like this every time i talk to you so <laughs> thank you for Nothing leading new, this but thank you so much for all the wisdom you poured out and sharing your your trauma and your vulnerability is really helpful so thank you and thank you to everyone who's listening we love you and we just hope you know you're just doing the the best you can with what you got and building where you feel called to build so stay tuned for more episodes and we are so grateful for all of you bye yes we are bye (laughs) adios to all our listeners thank you once again for tuning in we hope you feel loved and encouraged by today's content Be sure to stay tuned for more exciting updates and our gather news on our Instagram 
at Girls Who Gather, as well as our website, www.thegirlswhogather.com. Also remember to share and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Be on the lookout for season updates, announcements, merch, media, meetups, and more. There's always something for you to be involved in and a place to belong. Until next time, bye Gather Girls!